Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast where I am sharing my book Feelers, a chapter a week, sometimes two. This week is chapter 24. Enjoy. Time passed slowly in my gaudy prison. I was so sick of looking at gold. Elena came to the room daily to bring my meals and anything else Misha might send. She never spoke, but she would risk brief eye contact. That was more than enough. I could read the changing tides of the tower just by looking at her face. I knew something was wrong when she entered. Elena avoided my eyes, and her face was paler than usual. The panel didn't close behind her. She glanced at the opening, and a ball of fear formed in the pit of my stomach. Misha entered the room in a fury. She didn't speak. She was in my face almost before I could comprehend her presence. Her palm struck my cheek with so much force that I stumbled backward and fell. My head bounced off the tile floor, and I lay there stunned. The pain came a moment later. Then her foot connected with my ribs, and I forgot about my head. Each kick sent another bright flash of pain through me, but as it continued, I felt myself slip out of my body. I could still vaguely feel her attack, but the pain was fuzzy and dulled. From above, I took in the room as if in a dream. Misha was unmerciful and continued to pummel my unresponsive body. Elena stood behind her, transfixed on the violence in front of her. Her head came up slowly, and she lifted her eyes to meet mine. She took in a breath sharply, and the sounds spun Misha around to face her. Something wrong? She asked in a voice that was too calm. Elena shook her head quickly. My stomach, I'm sorry, she stammered. She bowed her head and took a step back. Misha smirked at her. You're pathetic, she sneered. She kicked my motionless body once more. Clean her up, she snapped. She strode to the panel and it slid open. She left the room without breaking her stride and the panel slid back into place. Get back in your body. Elena spoke hurriedly as she moved to my battered body. The pain was immense as I re-entered. Elena was tending to a cut on my face and the cloth she held on my forehead was soaked in something that stung as it entered the abrasions. How did you do that? She scrubbed at my face angrily. You can't do that here. If she knew, she'd have you killed immediately. Hey, calm down, I said, pulling my head away from her, which caused another wave of pain. You have no idea what you're doing, do you? She tossed the cloth into a golden bowl of water, and the water grew murky with my blood. Elena took a leather pouch from a pocket hidden in the folds of her robe and removed a small green flower. She pressed it into my hand. Eat this. What is it? I examined the tiny petals in varying hues of green. It will make you sleep, and when you wake, your body will be healed. She glanced at the panel and lowered her voice. We have to go tonight. She's already preparing to process you. It's early, but I believe she's been prepping you for this your whole life. Having the fabled Hesta as a golden goddess would be huge for her attack on silent trees. 
So other than Misha being a complete psycho, why would I want to leave? Why not help her attack the soulless drones that tortured me for years? Elena sighed and sat on the edge of the bed. She pulled back her hood and her fiery red hair tumbled free. She ran her fingers through it and tugged at a tangle. It's up to you, really. You're the special one. Your powers are rumored to be incredible, but seeing what I just did, I'd say they've been grossly underreported. She leaned back on her elbows and gave me a mischievous smile. You have all the power. It's up to you who receives it. She glanced meaningfully at the panel in the wall. Unless someone takes it from you first. What are my options? Elena rolled her eyes and sighed in frustration. Not many, and none that are certain to work out for you. You can stay here, get processed, turned into a golden goddess, and become Misha's weapon. Maybe not the worst choice, except that you work for Misha. You fight for Misha. You'll gain no power in the end. Misha will use you up and throw you away. But I could destroy silent trees. Elena shrugged. You could try. You may succeed. There are very few wellness centers left. Silent Trees is by far the strongest. They run a tight ship and are extremely advanced in their experimentations with magic and the Starborn. She smiled at my shocked expression. You thought you were the only ones? No. Your center was one of many. Your group, well, the strongest, was nothing special. Not among the other special ones. How do you know all this? Elena twisted a lock of coppery curls around her finger and avoided making eye contact. Oh, I was there once. A while ago. I wasn't pre-chosen or anything, just starborn. Processed like all the others. No preparation. Extreme pain. Hours of it. To become one of the elite. She looked at me and rose quickly to her feet. It was a mistake. I'm trying to make you understand. Misha will make a lot of promises. She does with all of us. But you're different. I winced at the word. Elena grabbed my arm and dug her fingernails into my flesh. Different is good. You're stronger than any of them. You are the key. Whatever side you choose, that's it. They win. She shoved her hair under her hood haphazardly. I chose wrong, but I don't matter. My powers are weak enough that Misha trusts me alone with you. She knows I cannot do anything of consequence. She gripped my arm again. Harder this time. Her eyes were bright and her pale cheeks were flushed. Don't make the wrong choice. Don't believe her lies. She will continue to use you up and ruin you. The dregs are your best choice. An uncertain one, but still better than known destruction. She moved to the panel and it slid open. Tonight, she tossed the word back at me over her shoulder as she left the room. Be ready. There was nothing for me to get ready except, of course, my battered body. The pain pulsed from every possible place and seemed to double now that Elena was no longer around to distract me. I took another careful look at the tiny plant in my palm before placing the bitter flower on my tongue. My eyelids grew heavy immediately, and a heaviness filled my limbs. I lay back on the luxurious bed and let sleep take me away. My eyes flew open sometime later. The room glowed brighter than ever. Three figures stood by the bed, but my vision was blurred. My head was swimming, and I couldn't focus until Misha brought her golden staff down hard on my kneecap. The shock of pain and the jolt of adrenaline woke me up fast. 
My vision cleared, and I saw Misha and two unfamiliar young women, dressed in the same golden robes that Elena wore. The women avoided looking at me. They kept their eyes trained on the floor and stood, unmoving, waiting for what Misha would do next. The supreme golden goddess was grinning beside me. She twirled the staff through her fingers, spun it around her head, and brought it crashing down on my other kneecap. I cried out and grasped my legs. Please, I cried, holding up a hand. No more, please. Misha smiled. Her teeth looked sharp and glittered in the bright candlelight. The young women each held a candle in one hand, and the room was filled with them. Their heat made the room unbearably hot, and sweat rolled down my back as I stared up at her unchanging expression of wild joy. She laughed suddenly. I jumped at the sound. The women beside her shifted slightly. Were you expecting someone else? Your friend, Elena, perhaps? Her smile grew wider but did not reach her eyes. Her lips stretched unnaturally over her brilliant white teeth. I knew something was off. I could smell it. She ran a finger across my cheek. Her touch was so light and gentle that it sent a chill through me, despite the heat of the room. She broke easy enough. She told me everything about your little plan. I didn't have any plan, I exclaimed. My voice came out small and shaky. The sound made Misha's horrid smile even more gruesome. Her plan, then. It doesn't matter. She's been reprimanded. Her expression softened a little, looking more human and gentle. Give me a chance, my dear. You already know what Silent Trees has to offer you, and the other places are even worse. The dregs can offer you nothing because they have nothing. I really can't imagine choosing any other way. You'll be a golden goddess. A powerful one. Not as powerful as me, of course, but next in line, certainly. She snapped her fingers and the young women laid their candles on the bed. The flames dipped, went out, and then flared back to life. The bedding caught quickly, and I leapt from the bed with a yelp of fear. Misha cackled happily and banged her staff on the floor. Let it burn, she cried, her eyes locked on mine. The choice is yours. Follow me or burn. She spun around and stomped from the room, accenting each step with a strike of her golden staff. The young women moved to my sides and took me gently by the elbows. They led me out of the room, and the panel slid shut locking in the inferno. Misha moved with great speed. The sound of her staff echoed off the golden walls of the massive corridor. The girls ushered me along at a great pace. My feet barely touched the floor. The supreme golden goddess turned abruptly and slammed her staff into the wall. A hidden panel slid open, and she stepped inside, still moving at a frenetic pace. The young women released my elbows and pushed me hard. They slipped into the hidden doorway as I slammed into the opposite wall. A panel opened behind me, and I fell onto my backside. The panel closed again, and I was alone in the dark. A dim glow surrounded me, and if I focused, I could make the light brighter. With complete concentration, I could almost see the entire room, though I couldn't look at it directly without losing the light. The room was small and empty. It was narrow and windowless and gray. I moved deeper into the gloom. On the far wall was a small door. It groaned when I pushed on it, but it did open. I squeezed through the tiny opening and found myself in a narrow cement cube with a metal ladder running up the center. 
I examined the ladder, but there was not much to be seen. Up or down? I couldn't decide, and the blank cement floors and endless ladder offered no clues. Hesh. The voice was in my head, but also somehow came from below. Down here. The voice was Elena's low, confident tone. I didn't know if I could trust it. Misha could have easily set a trap. Or the young women. There was no reason to believe that Elena even lived, still. And yet the voice was hers. I was certain of it. I wrapped my hands around the cold steel rungs of the ladder and stepped off the solid landing. Hand over hand, step by step, I descended into the darkness, following the call of a phantom voice. And that is the end of chapter 24, book lovers. I hope you're still enjoying Feelers, and I will be back next week with a new chapter. Until then, keep reading.